0: Coming up today on The Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: Your overall personality is relatively fixed and pretty stable in life, but you can change habits and behaviors. There are certain points in your life that you might set goals and you work towards some problematic part of your personality, like maybe being too impulsive or too hot-tempered.
0: The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next.
1: everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you've joined us.
0: You know, we, we come on the radio this time every weekend, but I wish folks could see what happens right before we come on the air in the studio.
1: (laughs) Well, we could record it one time on our phones and maybe we would surprise them, right?
0: (laughs) It's a little bizarre in here at times, that's for sure. It is good to be back on the radio again this weekend. And Dr. Linda, I have a question. Have you ever said to anyone, this is who I am and I can't change it? Or maybe you think, I wish I could be more blank. blank. fill in the blank. Right. Well, today we're asking the question and and Dr. Linda, I want to ask this can you change your personality?
1: That is our topic today. That's You'll right. have to stay with us through the whole show to know the answer to that question. Oh, wow. Okay. That question you asked, it wasn't really a question. It was, this is who I am. I can't change. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've heard mm-hmm. that from people coming to therapy.
0: I'll bet. No one wants to go through that process. Right.
1: So do you think your personality is fixed, Chris?
0: It's been broken for a long time, <laughs> Dr. Linda. <laughs>
1: to, I didn't say, does it need to be fixed? <laughs> What, I'm, what I mean is, you know, if you really want to change your personality, you think you could?
0: Wow. Uh, maybe it would take some work, yes.
1: Yeah, well, you have to listen to the rest of the show to know, right? right? Yeah. The right approach, hard work. Is it possible that we could get rid of some undesirable traits, maybe, in our personality? Maybe things that are getting in the way of our goals? In other words, is our personality just permanent?
0: Well, before we try to tear that apart, let's nail this down first. What exactly is personality?
1: Well, that would be good to start with, right? Mm -hmm. So it is shaped by how God designs us. It's influenced by our genetics, our upbringing and our environment, right? It's really like a mixture of nature and nurture. And the way that we interact with our genetics and environment definitely do shape our personality. For example, if you tend to be an introverted person, like maybe your grandmother, but your mom is an extrovert, then that experience is going to shape you and probably will push you a little bit more to be a little more extroverted than maybe your grandmother was. Or maybe you are more of a laid-back type and you work in a really highly structured, intense environment. That experience will affect you and will press you in ways that it might not if you worked in a low-stress environment.
0: That's why people become so much more enjoyable at times when they retire <laughs> because they don't have to <laughs> deal bored. with that. I right. don't know. So you can act differently depending on the environment that you're in.
1: Yes, but your genetics also play a role in that. So psychologist Carol Dweck, I've talked about her before. She wrote a book called, I think it's called Mindset. She tells this story in the book about identical twins who were separated after birth. As adults, the two men married women with the same first names. They shared similar hobbies, and they had similar levels of certain traits measured on personality assessments. Isn't that interesting?
0: So they were wired that way.
1: The story really points to more genetic factors being mm-hmm. at play, but others would say that our culture interacts with our genetics to really shape the way that we are.
0: I don't know a lot of people who say that they want to change their personality, but people often do want to change some behaviors of their personality. For example. A shy person may want to be more outgoing, or a hot-tempered person may want to uh, be more cool-headed.
1: We're looking at traits then there. Now, mm-hmm. we might want someone to change their personality, and they're not doing it, and they may not be aware of it. But I think what you're getting at is that really what most researchers believe is that your overall personality is relatively fixed and pretty stable in life. But you can change habits and behaviors There are certain points in your life that you might set goals and you work towards some problematic part of your personality, like maybe being too impulsive or too hot tempered.
0: I am not too hot tempered, Dr. (laughs)
1: Linda. You can change that (laughs) right now. We talked about it.
0: (laughs) What you were talking about, I think, happens a lot on New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, People vow to be different in the new year, lose weight, do whatever they want to do. Uh, Maybe be more kind or generous, that type of thing.
1: Well, and we know how hard those New Year's resolutions are to keep, right? They don't sustain them. So they do say, okay, I'm going to be a kinder person this year. And then by February, pretty much things go back to the normal. in in my
0: case, January 3rd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what is possible, I believe, is changing the behavior patterns, the habits, and even the beliefs that underlie some of the broad personality traits like introversion or maybe like agreeableness. Have you ever heard of that trait? That people are born with a certain level of agreeableness. That's a personality trait people have. It's actually a good one to have because you do better in interpersonal relationships with that trait.
0: Yeah, if you can be more agreeable, then, hey, you're a likable person.
1: Right. You can make that change. Do you think you could make that personality change?
0: Oh, You need me to be more agreeable?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if we were really talking about that seriously and you wanted to be, Mm -hmm. the question is, do you think you could make yourself more that way?
0: Again, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, hard work involved in this type of thing, and the idea that you are just stuck with what you get actually doesn't fit the biblical idea of transformation and change either.
1: In Christ, we're not victims of our genetics, right? That is a really important concept to think about. The power of the Holy Spirit in us can help us change, but we also have to believe that God created us as he did with certain personality traits that make us uniquely who we are. You know, he says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made so i think more of what we can say is that we all have broad traits of personality that are pretty stable through most of our lives but we can work in those what i've heard called in between qualities or parts of your personality which we would call your character
0: so let's go back what are the in between parts that, that you're talking about
1: well carol joeck says that one of those are beliefs in our belief system And I think we would agree with that because when we're converted to Christianity, this requires a real change in our beliefs. We begin to believe that we're sinners and we're in need of Christ, right? That's a change from when we were just doing our own thing. And we begin to fill our mind and our heart with God's word, his ways, and the personal experience that we have when we're living with a God who is changing us every day.
0: Dweck also says you can change your goals and coping strategies as well. So for example, if you're a type A person who gets really upset at people uh, who make mistakes, for example. You can learn to be more patient.
1: That whole idea fits with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, which produces the fruit of the Spirit. And one of those traits is patience. So if you're a Christian and you're really trying to be more like Christ in your life, you're you're filling yourself with God's Word, you're praying, you're trying to respond in ways that would be Christ-like, then what happens is that love that is in you produces patience as well and if you're really a stressed person certainly you can learn to manage your stress so the power of the holy spirit in us can help us be more christ-like regardless of our overall personality
0: so our beliefs really do then change much of our lives
1: they influence how we view ourselves and others if we believe for instance in secular humanism people would think they're fundamentally good we see this in our culture, right? Oh, yeah. People just think, oh, man is fundamentally good, and that people somehow default to their goodness whenever there's, you know, they're growing. But if we believe in Christianity, we believe that all are sinners, saved by grace, which then influences us with humility. This also means that we're dependent on God, and we know Christ in us changes us. We aren't fundamentally good, Chris, rather a sinner in need of a Savior. And we believe that... We need Christ to make fundamental changes.
0: Beliefs also impact how we function in everyday life and how we deal with life's challenges.
1: We can be more trusting in our lives during times of stress, for example. We can go through a pandemic with hope, a difficult financial time knowing that God hasn't left us our beliefs really do affect our thoughts and our emotions, and then eventually our behavior.
0: And beliefs also can influence how we connect with other people.
1: So hopefully our Christian beliefs push us to be more like Christ, which is what we've been talking about. And this is why when someone is saved, you should see a change in some aspect of their character. Maybe they become kinder, less demanding, more patient, more willing to serve. Uh, the gospel message is to love our enemies. So we might see a person actually loving someone who's done something wrong to them. They might bless those who curse them and be different from the sin nature that is in us.
0: So what we're saying then is changing beliefs can uh, have influence on our own personalities.
1: Let me give one more example of that. If a person who is tends to be more narcissistic believes that he is to love others as himself, this would truly impact the way he treated others. It would change his behavior.
0: Mm, that is interesting. I, I thought I was stuck with myself, but through the power, <laughs> through the power of God, th- things can change.
1: And I'm going to push you towards Thank those changes.
0: Need all the help I can get. Thank you. <laughs> this doesn't give us a lot of excuses not to work on being more like Christ if we are a person of faith. We need to take a short break, and we will be back on The Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today we are talking about, can you change your personality? Please. (laughs) Are you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) Giving you a hard time. Oh, wow. Well, we do have a lot more to talk about on this topic. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. Her latest book, co-authored with physician James Cribbs, is Living Beyond Pain. It's a book that can help anyone deal with chronic pain. And I know, based on that book, you can learn to change your pain. And remember, if you miss a show or want to share one, you can go to our podcast on iTunes anytime. But Dr. Linda, back to our topic, can you change your personality? Sometimes you hear people say, well, he isn't too smart. Intelligence is just something you have or you don't have, and you can't change it.
1: And I would disagree with that, right, mm. As people are intelligent in very different ways. And you can deepen your thinking by reading. You can be exposed to new ideas. That usually makes you a little bit smarter when mm-hmm. you expose yourself to a lot of different ideas. If you think intelligence is changeable to some degree, you're going to challenge yourself to broaden your mind. Now, I don't think I'll ever be a calculus whiz, Honestly, (laughs) I'm with you. I don't think I'm ever going to score high grades on calculus because I don't believe I have that type of mind. Mm. I'm really not gifted too much in math. I have a son who is, and he's incredible, but I can see the difference in that. So in that sense, people are gifted with certain abilities and talents, but you can improve with practice. So if you have to take calculus, you can do study, you can get tutoring, you can improve your grade, you can get better at things by hours and hours
0: practice Hmm. you know Michael Jordan talked about that he was gifted with athletic skills obviously and he had many talents but he also spent many hours and hours practicing to become at the top of his game
1: I watched that documentary he spent hours like you said practicing getting better and better and really pushing himself to get better
0: I think that's the part we don't see you know people who are that successful they worked hard to get there
1: So if you're just told that your skills are inborn or that your intelligence is simply something that you were born with, you're going to see it as unchangeable. And I think that is not a good mindset to be in. If you believe you can grow and change, you will. And we certainly have that promise from God. Here's an interesting finding in Dweck's own work. She showed that kids who were praised often for their efforts began to believe that they could get smarter. Isn't that interesting? when praised, they persisted during difficulty and were more eager to learn.
0: You see teachers and administrators do that, and you wonder why are they being so over the top encouraging to these kids, it's because they need it.
1: Well, and it encourages them to learn better. So Mm. the whole point of that was you can start doing things towards maybe becoming a little bit smarter or getting better at the subjects that you have in your class.
0: So a key to change sounds like it might be believing that you can change.
1: Isn't that the mark of the Christian life? Mm, Aren't we supposed to believe that we can change when Christ is in us? You know, I mentioned this before, but when Christian couples come to me in therapy and they say, oh, we can't change. This is just who we are. I just don't buy it. I don't let them off the hook with that if the power of God is in them.
0: Well, if I recall, this is one of the lies in your marriage book. And the book is called I Married You, Not Your Family. And the lie is, this is who I am. Take it or leave it.
1: That's right, because we can all work on change, and we Mm -hmm. can do something that's different. It's not an excuse to not ask God to help you change and make your marriage better.
0: So are we saying that you can change in big personality ways, like going from an introvert to an extrovert uh, with lots of hard work?
1: Probably not. (laughs) Probably not that dramatically. Mm -hmm. But you can practice being extroverted when you need to be. You can push yourself to be more social and learn to be more extroverted at times. Like if you have to go to a party and you have to talk to people, you can push yourself to do that a little bit more. But as an introvert, your default probably will be to stay in the corner of the room when you don't have to actually talk to people.
0: So you can survive at the party if you work on it, but it's not going to make you an extrovert. Right. But habits can be learned, which can change your personality.
1: Changing a habit takes a lot of time. And it takes some real effort to do that, but it can be done and you can eventually do something to the point where it becomes second nature. And that might help you be more positive in your personality, the way you want to be.
0: How about this? Fake it until you make it.
1: (laughs) I've heard that phrase before. And it means act as if. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for instance, if you're an introvert, but you have to do those business socials that we talked about, you can act as if you're extroverted in that situation and Actually, it will help you get a little bit more mastery over being a little bit more of an extrovert, and you will be a little bit better in that area. So, in again, with practice in those situations, you'll be able to develop the skill. You may still be an introvert by nature, like we were talking about, but you can push yourself when you need to.
0: So we aren't always just an introvert or just an extrovert
1: it probably helps to think about this on a spectrum that we lean one way or another in terms of those big scales and one of the biggest differences i see is that an introvert is someone who likes to recharge by being by Mm themselves, whereas extroverts really recharge with people and that's why i think extroverts have had more of a, a difficult time during the pandemic because they just can't recharge around a lot of people consider this Your early personality can be changeable to some degree over time as you're mature. So there've been a few studies that show that as you get older, you can maybe mellow out in some traits, Mm -hmm. change a little bit.
0: I've seen that because up until senior in high school, I was somewhat of an introvert. I really didn't like to step out. You know, halfway through college, I didn't care anymore. And it really, there was a personality change there. I don't know why, it just happened.
1: So it's hard for me to believe that you're more introverted because you can be the life of the party. Really? And you can talk very easily with people around.
0: That's weird because the recharging thing... Leave me alone. Get away. Get away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a test called the Big Five that measures five dimensions of personality. And a study was done to see if those five dimensions changed over the decades.
1: It's a well-known test, and it has the dimension of extroversion that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. agreeableness that I mentioned, emotional stability, or its opposite, which is called neuroticism. That has to do with how calm, content, and unflappable you are versus Becoming very anxious, angry, jealous, lonely, or insecure. Conscientiousness, which is one that has to do with being organized, efficient, committed to finishing projects, reaching your goals. You're very conscientious about doing things. The last one on that test is openness to experience. And that has to do with how curious, adventurous, and receptive you are to new ideas, emotions, and experiences. The conclusion of this big study that was done was that the personality traits that we have as adults tend to grow out of the kind of temperaments that we had as an infant or a toddler. So you can tell just by looking at your kids when they're little, a little bit about what their personality is going to be like. But the researchers did see some changes over the decades when they followed several people in this study they saw people changed in their emotional stability their agreeableness and their conscientiousness and people around them said, yeah, I've really seen a change. So the conclusion was that personality isn't completely fixed and that people can grow and they can change. Hmm. It's good news.
0: I was going to say that should give us hope and push us in our Christian walk. You
1: know, personality change is cumulative over our lifespan, and it likely happens in response to a lot to our life experiences. It often leans in a positive, helpful direction if we're open to that.
0: So I'm guessing this is really important for long-term relationships.
1: It really is, because rather than expecting someone to be the same person they were when you married them decades ago, people change. We would be better off in our relationships if we would, you know, look at how someone is changing, maybe how they're adapting, maybe how they're becoming more accommodating in that relationship, so their personality can shift a little bit during that time. Listen to this quote. If you married someone because they're a fine person, they're probably still going to be a fine person later on. So that's reassuring. But at the same time, it's important to keep an eye on them to see how they're changing so you don't get blindsided by the change and grow apart.
0: It seems like a good idea along those lines would be then for a couple to check in with a therapist now and then.
1: It might be good to do that or just to check in with each other and say, am I different than I was when we first got married? How, mm-hmm. how so? Is this a good thing? Are we moving in the right direction?
0: Right. Well, uh, speaking of personality changes, one of my personality traits is to take us to a break, and hmm. I'm not changing that. So stay with us for one more segment as we continue to discuss, can you change your personality? Dr. Linda, one of our listeners asked this question. Sometimes I'm so overcome with worry and anxiety that I, I think I'm losing my mind seems I've tried everything from drugs to meditation. Why doesn't anything work?
1: Well, I'm so sorry that your life seems so unmanageable and overwhelming. Too often, though, it does seem nearly impossible to live in peace and contentment because of all the craziness in our world. Did you know that God's plan for handling worry is so simple and yet so perfect that you can begin using it today? Did you know that starting right now, you can begin to cultivate a worry-free life? These aren't pie-in-the-sky promises. They're God's prescription for you to thrive and to soar past your anxiety and worries. Try this. The next time you begin to feel overwhelmed by life's pressures and worry clouds your mind with negative thoughts and depression, say what King David prayed. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Remind yourself that my heart trusts in Him and I am helped. I have so much more good news for you. I hope you'll find it in my book, Letting Go of Worry.
0: Thanks, Dr. Linda. Now that's great advice. You can find God's plan for your peace and contentment in Dr. Linda's book, Letting Go of Worry. It's available wherever you buy your books online. You're listening to The Dr. Linda Mentals Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Her latest is Living Beyond Pain. It's a book to help anyone living with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. Check it out on her website, DrLindaMental.com, and there you will find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect on social media, and don't forget about the podcast on iTunes. Dr. Linda, you can listen to this show 24-7.
1: You can fall asleep to it. Great. And wonder if you can change your personality (laughs) while you're going to sleep.
0: Well, speaking of which, we've said already a lot about working on your personality, but does it change as we mature and is there a benefit to aging?
1: Isn't it great that there is some benefit to aging? Finally, we hear some good news about that. <laughs> it, you know, simply getting older can mean significant personality changes. Now, sometimes that happens in a, in a negative way when people get Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about generally as you mature, usually you do become more agreeable, as that study talked about, more conscientious. And you develop a little bit more emotional stability. That is the hope, at least with most people. I think we get more comfortable with ourselves as we get older. Our personality can get a little bit more in line with what we really want. So there is some benefit to maturing, and certainly there's a lot of benefit in maturing in our Christian walk that brings on positive changes.
0: We spend billions of dollars on self-improvement books, seminars, coaching, and other methods just to change.
1: Yeah, we spend a lot of money on all those things. And it's interesting. I found a 2014 study that showed that about 97% of people in that study wanted to become more conscientious. So that one of those big five traits, more people wanted to have that become part of their personality. And I think that's interesting, isn't it? That people want to become more conscientious?
0: Yeah, because it just makes you a more productive, better person to be around. I
1: think that's part of the issue here. Mm -hmm. But we don't always want to think about the way that we need to be maturing in our Christian faith and how our personality is something unique that God has given us, but our behavior and our character really does need to line up with Christian principles.
0: But even as Christians, we we struggle to control those parts of our personality that we know in the Bible is called our sin nature.
1: That's why we need the transforming power of Christ in us and to ask the Holy Spirit to make us more like Christ, our true self, And our true identity is really found in Christ. We are who God made us to be. It wasn't a mistake. But the more we submit our daily life to God and desire to do his work, he's going to help us to make the spiritual and the moral changes that we need to make.
0: So let's get this right. Even when you become a Christian, your personality doesn't fundamentally change.
1: It doesn't. If we look at the characters in the Bible, for instance, there's so many people. I mean, Martha still focused on serving people. That was Mm -hmm. still her thing. The Apostle Paul, who was educated, well-spoken, he continued to be educated and well-spoken and used Mm -hmm. his gifts when he was, you know, spreading the gospel. And Peter, who was one of the disciples of God, was very headstrong and outspoken. God didn't change his personality, but he worked on their character and their focus.
0: Scripture tells us to, uses the phrase, work out our salvation. Speaking of Paul, I think he was the one who said that.
1: Well, as Christians, we're supposed to make every effort to say yes to self-control, to say yes to integrity, and live God's way. And Jesus said, they're going to know you by your fruit. And that's how we're recognized by other people.
0: You're referring to the process of sanctification that happens within the believer.
1: Chris, in Christ, you are a new creation. You are set apart. You have been reborn. His presence gives you the power then to overcome your sin nature. And that makes it possible to change. Your nature has changed. You are no longer in chains. You're no longer under your old master. You can fight against temptation by God's grace. The great truth of sanctification is that God is changing me.
0: One of the funniest things I heard one time was a a, a Christian speaker. He said, I have a grandson that's two years old and he needs Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So he knew right away the kid has a sin nature. You know, we might be afraid that To be a Christian means God is going to change us into something that we're not. But that's not what you're saying.
1: No. God has given each of us our personalities and a set of qualities that are individual and unique to us. We don't have to change our personality to be transformed to the image of Christ. But we are called to follow him and serve him as unique individuals. God often redirects our personalities. When we live our life according to his word and allow his love to change us, our character does change.
0: And Peter is a good example of this. He was outspoken and headstrong, and yet God used this but didn't change his personality.
1: You know, God gave Peter the exact personality that he knew he needed to fulfill the calling placed on his life.
0: He's my favorite person in the New Testament. Peter is a, let's say it, he's a train wreck, but God God used him to do Amazing, Awesome things, right.
1: He didn't develop into an amazing leader overnight. He Mm -hmm. had to learn through mistakes, through rebukes, and words of encouragement. Peter came to be a better leader by being with Jesus. So over the years he spent with Jesus, he learned to surrender his will and to serve others rather than being served.
0: You might be listening today and, and thinking that your personality is just too much, too strong, too passionate, or maybe the other way, it's too mild. You question how God created you this way, what would you say to that person?
1: I would say that God gave you everything you need to fulfill the calling on your life, just like he did for Peter. We're all a work in progress. When we see how God uses people in the Bible and hear about them before and after they became a Christian, their personalities remained intact but were redirected to God's purposes for their lives. Just be who God intended you to be and allow his transforming power to change you into being more like him. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintle Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.